This podcast is a discussion of Christian devotionals and self-help books, and is intended for entertainment purposes only. The ideas discussed on this podcast are adult-themed, and come with a blanket trigger warning. The intent of this podcast is not to attack any person who uses or gifts the materials under discussion, nor is it intended as a critique of the author. Rather, it is the ideas and messages we feel are being expressed in the materials that are being reviewed and examined. With expletives. Hi folks! Welcome back to Goddamn Devotionals, a podcast where we break down the harmful ideas and messages found in Christian devotionals and self-help books. Rightly dividing the bull from the shit, just for you. I'm JR. And this is JP. And today we are continuing Adamant by Lisa Bevere. It never ends. It never ends. Well, thankfully this is the, like, penultimate one, so we've got one more chapter after this one. Oh, thank, thank God. God. <laughs> so chapter 10 is titled Adamant in Holiness. And by that we can anticipate learning what it is or what it means to be holy. It's taken us, did you say, 10, 11 chapters to get to the point to figure out how to be holy? Yes, this is All chapter right. 10, yeah. So uh, we're back to five parts for this chapter, the introduction, connection section, clarification, application, and closing prayer. So the intersection. What is holiness? We need to know. Oh boy. I think I have an idea of what holiness is, but I'm really curious to hear what her idea of holiness is. Okay, so let's... <laughs> holiness is having the right friends, saying the right words, and uh, worshiping the right person. I was... I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised. These are not at all what I was expecting as answers. Usually, we get like a nice Sunday school answer from her, but this is um, this is lifestyle choices. <laughs> yeah, um, yes, yes. Holiness is doing the right thing, essentially, or behaving the right way, or having the right things. Right, it I'm, seems like I'm feeling like we're getting more of an image of what looks good and holy. As opposed to, you know, like you said, choosing the right friends, using, you know, the right verbiage, that sort of thing. I go, it doesn't sound exactly like what I got a lot of in Sunday school, which was, you know, be set apart, be different. You know, you, everything you do is for God. Here it just sounds like, oh, yeah, there's we'll that, that, but with later. extra steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we also have to keep in mind here that holiness is a bonus gift once you become a Christian, right? So God gives us his righteousness first. And then we become holy mm, okay. as kind of like that bonus add-on. Like, oh, you can be righteous and holy too. <laughs> why, why stop at one thing? Accessorize. Exactly. If you're going to get the bracelet, get the necklace and earrings. <laughs> so connection section. Holiness is superior behavior. Right? That means that man, of Ooh. course, is incapable of being holy. We can never meet the standard of holiness. Stan holiness being a specific set of behaviors, we can never measure up to that specific standard of behavior. When you, when you word it like that, and I hear you say you, you can never be it's superior behavior, what I hear is self-righteous. Where you're kind of looking down on everybody else around you who is not measuring up whether they're Christian or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, clarification here. Holiness 
to Lisa seems to be me meaning that you are to change minute details of your life to fit very exacting and unachievable standards. Okay. So we do have the, the typical thing with holiness is it's like a an aspiration to to want, to pursue, but in this life at least never achieve. Yes. Yeah. It's like being goal posted spiritually indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean these exacting and unachievable standards are not something that Lisa's gonna, you know, tell you necessarily what they are. She's not here to tell you exactly what to think or how to think. I mean she's not creating the actual standard. She's just writing an entire book that's dedicated to telling you exactly what and how to think and <laughs> creating a standard. But being just ambivalent enough to not box herself into a corner. Right, yeah. yeah. She, she's telling you she's not doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Christian writers do that. Well, I'm not being legalistic, but here's how you do dot, dot, dot. Yeah, here's and all the rules. And if you do it any differently, then it's not really doing dot 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 well, yeah if you're if, if in this case you go if you're not going to tell somebody how to be holy but that holiness is bonus content for christianity you know you get salvation but you also get to be superior if you pursue it hard enough but that's impossible but to that's do. impossible to do but it won't stop you from trying shouldn't um, stop you from trying yeah but you find yourself in a position of you're now trying to tell other people how they should live without telling them specific that just a bitch of the whole thing is that when you run into non-specifics but they tell you these are absolutely mission critical you absolutely need to be doing this to be a good christian a good follower of christ to make god pleased with you or love you but it's a moving target we won't give you a specific yeah we're not going to gonna nail down playing poker is bad but playing 21 is just fine. At the specifics from card games to sexual positions, <laughs> it runs the whole gambit of holiness. <laughs> so, so that brings us to the application section here, right? Oh, all right. Well, we are you to lead be... in that way. <laughs> <laughs> are we playing cards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we are to be holy in deed and thought. Two very general overarching categories without any specifics, like you said. Deed and thought. We're going to be holy in deed and... Okay, so... Uh, what I hate do wording like that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's basically your actions and motivations or your, or your thinking process. Yes. Now, this is a requirement, except, you know, we're human it's an imp and it's impossible to do, mm -hmm. except when God helps us. I guess. Yeah, you, you. I mean, to be a Christian is to have the the Holy Spirit as your as your helper, as your guide, as as that constant friend beside you, going through life's walk with you, but is relatively quiet, except kind of a gentle leaning towards what you're supposed to be doing. Gets mildly confusing. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of her general. This is what you do. Application. Mm -hmm. Let's see how specific she gets into it here. All right. To be holy, you must be obedient to the Bible, as interpreted through approved sources. Okay. Wait. Now we're actually getting into specifics. Yes. She's going from I. I'm not going to tell you what holiness is, but now she's going to tell us 
what holiness is? Yes. Okay, yes, cool. Yes. <laughs> so, so follow the appropriate interpretation of the Bible. Yes, be obedient to the Bible as it's interpreted through the approved sources. And of course, Lisa has approved sources in here. Have an eternal perspective, which the way she wrote that seemed to be ignore reality in favor of some imagined afterlife and some reward that you're going to get in this imagined afterlife. I was going to say, if you've been following along with like the earliest chapters, a lot of what she encourages you to do is ignore this reality and also don't plan on having any like close relationships outside of the church because you're going to be purposefully annoying uh, about your evangelism in your workplace, your school, wherever you're at. Your goal is that that sort of eternal thinking is don't worry about any potential damage you might do in this life. The next one will fix it. Yeah. 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 Honor God, which will excuse whatever behavior you want it to. Mm-hmm. Well, as long as your motivations were to please God, you can... Say and do whatever the <sighs> fuck you want. so wrong. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's so simplistic. It's... Oh, yes. Mm. Yep. Uh, control your body, because God cares deeply what you do with your body. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big one for uh, the church, that you're allowed to do certain things at certain times... And then no, no, you're not either. Don't don't even think about it. Don't yeah. don't even think about doing it. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, be useful to God. Mm-hmm. Or he'll what? Throw you in the trash? I don't know. It just seems like that I- whole idea is you're a tool that God uses, and if you're no longer useful, then you don't mean anything to God. Yeah, and you not... have no meaning overall. I can easily see like a her trying to make some kind of parallel with. Every part of the body has a function. That whole an analogy that churches have used over and over and over again to say, you know, some people are the feet, some people are the hands, some people are the, the eyes or the mouth. We're, we're all working together as one big family, except when, you know, the left foot kicks the right foot and, you know, the, the right arm tries to twist the left one. <laughs> well, it's the whole idea of... Unless you are useful, you are absolutely stripped of value in the eyes of the church or God. Yeah. Like you are seen as having no value if you cannot be used to further the kingdom of God. Well, to be useless in, in the way that your church leaders want you to Yeah, be I was going to say, <laughs> uselessness, which means you're not actively volunteering in your church programs, means you're a lukewarm Christian and Jesus is going to spit you out of his mouth. Or yeah. at least your deacon board is going to vote to excommunicate you. Yeah, or at least just, you know. Because you're the voice of God. You're, you're not volunteering enough at church suppers. <laughs> <laughs> you brought a runny jello. <laughs> <laughs> not enough pectin. Get it together. So <laughs> now, to be holy, you also must approach God on his terms. Or he'll get mad, I guess. Kick off your sandals? This is holy ground? Yep. yep. And if you don't kick off your sandals, zap. Or foom up in fire. (laughs) Got a little Old Testament God going on here. (laughs) He gets mixed in there whenever you need a good, you know. Smiting. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you also must tell the truth. So Mm. you can get persecuted. And if you're lucky, be martyred. That's always the icing on the cake. 
Yes. Just, this is why you want to tell the truth. <laughs> I, in I, love, of course. I, in love. Sorry, I, 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 she probably didn't use it, but I can already hear the um, overused myth of like the the Columbine, you know, situation where you know a gunman puts puts a gun in your face, and you as a Christian have the option to go, yes, I'm a Christian, and die, or say no and don't, and. I was hit with that stuff like from elementary school VBS forward. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something children should be forced to to cope with. No. But I I will say as an adult, the odds of you the odds of you being forced to choose your faith or your life kind of thing in this world, uh, at least in this very very privileged Western world, it's it's not happening anytime soon. The idea that that we make it like it's going to happen every day, that the church is going to be driven underground every five minutes, it is a silly and overly overly used fear trope that the church just seems to lean into every five seconds. Yeah. Now, you want to hear the real kicker about this application section? I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) All of these things that she's told us that we have to do have been illustrated in this book through sexual examples such as control your body (laughs) equals don't have inappropriate sex or if you have inappropriate sex god can't use you or um you hear that honoring god have honor god by not having inappropriate sex (laughs) be useful to god by not having inappropriate sex um be obedient to the bible um, oh no, she's equating holiness to purity. Yes. Oh, this is purity mm-hmm. culture crap. Mm-hmm. Wow, let's go back in time 20, 30 years let's and not. start over again. Jeez. Let's not. <laughs> Raking over the <laughs> same bad doctrine over and over the and over again. The fact that pretty much every single one of these things, mm-hmm. like telling the truth, i.e., tell people who are having sex out of wedlock that they're sinners. Sinners. <laughs> because so. that'll get you persecuted and or martyred by whoever it is you told you're a fucking sinner okay, i'm sorry well, if you, you get killed for telling somebody having sex out of wedlock is a sin whoo you have walked into some steely place <laughs> <laughs> so honestly to me reading through this whole list and all of the examples that were given just seemed to me to be just like huge repression projection they are creating the idea that god is obsessed with sex or, that is the only thing that god cares about or i'll even lean lean uh, just just a th- throw a third log in the fire it may not be they may just see that their audience for this book will eat that up that if you mm. sit down as a group the the first thing that you can equate to holiness being set apart within a church community is Sexual purity is key. There is nothing else after sexual purity that marks you as being a holy person. Yeah. This is the easiest way that we can tell that you have met our standards for holiness. You may be volunteering. You may be helping people in your community. You may be advocating for people who can't for themselves. But if you're living with your girlfriend, you mm, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, let's close with a prayer. Today, Keep it clean. <laughs> today, dear God, we ask that you would make sure that we don't embarrass you 
when uh, and when we do, please forgive us for it. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a prayer about like, please forgive us for trying multiple positions or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not apologize. <laughs> Is it is it appropriate is it appropriate sex if it's missionary but in an inappropriate place? <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, we are going to close things out. If you have any feedback for us, suggestions for us, if you want to tell us about how holy you've been recently and where you've been holy at, good for you. Yeah, send us uh, send us an email. Our contact goes in the show notes, as always. And please don't send pictures. No, we don't need pictures. Nope. Nobody needs pictures. Nope. Uh uh-uh. That's what social media is for. So we can come back to haunt you later. <laughs> um, and we'll see you next time for the last chapter of this fucking book. <laughs> Bye.